What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. TFA fam, what is going on? It is week 11. Your trade deadlines are approaching this week for, for most of you. So instead of doing the, the traditional buy-sell, just focusing on this week, we're going to get you ready for playoffs because if you're still listening to us, first of all, we appreciate it. Second of all, that, that more than likely means that you are, you're headed toward the, toward the goal line, headed toward the playoffs. So we figured we would, uh, we would hit you guys with uh, a little bit more detail and, who we think has good playoff matchups and who we think have bad playoff matchups and kind of who you should be buying and selling based off of that. So before we jump into it, if you if your trade deadline is not this week and it is next week, you can always hit us up on the YouTube channel. We'll answer your questions there. You can jump into our DMs. You can find us on Twitter at FF underscore authority. You can find Kevin on Twitter at FantasyRat13. You can also slide into my DMs at FF, or if you're on the gram, we're over there too. You can find us over there at the Fantasy Authority. Kev, I got to apologize. I have been more more Alshon Jeffrey in this relationship versus DeAndre Hopkins. You, I've, I've basically just been on the sidelines doing nothing. You've been putting the team on your back, just going up, catching the ball, bringing it down, winning the game, uh, getting, winning the game for TFA, and that's going to continue right now. Basically, I went to went to start prepping for the pod. I opened up the buy sell sheet, and you had it laid out beautifully. So I'm just kicking back an extra day, gonna relax on this pup list a little bit, and I'm gonna let you uh, let you kick it off, man. Tell us uh, the the matchups that you like for quarterback for the fantasy playoffs. All right. So first of all, so basically when I when I did this, I wanted to not just be players you should be looking to trade for, but also kind of guys that you might be able to pick up. From, off waiver wire, um, whether that's a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, or tight end. So I wanted to kind of make this all encompassing, so people had a very good, really good idea of what they should be looking at. You know, come week 14, 15, and 16, when we're talking about fantasy championships, right? So kind of set yourself up because this is the last week you're really going to be able to do so for most people. Now, again, some people you know pick different dates, but for the most part, I think the standard is this week is kind of the last week before uh, the trade deadline passes for people so uh just kick things off really the, the teams with the best playoff schedule among among quarterbacks is baltimore the chargers the lions the rams the titans and philly um i did not include teams like the like the chiefs and you know teams like that because it's, it's completely obvious I'm, I'm not really breaking any ground with anybody letting them know to go you know try to trade for or what you should do with patrick mahomes right so i'll start off with with lamar jackson lamar jackson gets cleveland jacksonville and the Giants, uh, really solid playoff matchup. The tough part with this Ravens offense really has been that they just really have been really inconsistent. They have had some good games, and lately it just really hasn't been all that good. Now, I will say this. The people, uh, we've been kind of dogging them um, a little bit, but at the same time, they've had some really tough matchups. You know, they played Pittsburgh. They had uh, New England, which New England's, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there because uh, apparently New England against the Jets, you know, we're, we're just getting manhandled and then – Baltimore shows up. Now it was nasty weather conditions, pouring rain for most of the entire game. You're not going to get much going in the passing game. So, you know, they were able to run the football and 
uh, kind of control the game, you know, and Baltimore end up losing. But Baltimore's schedule is is beautiful the rest of the season. Really, outside of one more game against Pittsburgh, uh, things really do open up. And in this fantasy playoffs, like I said, Cleveland has been terrible against the pass. Jacksonville and the Giants have all been susceptible um, to the pass. So I do like Lamar Jackson quite a bit. And I think you can actually acquire him pretty easily now. I think people are kind of kind of done with him a little bit. And, you know, I, I understand because he struggled a little bit, but he, but the fact of the matter is that he the, the dude is still mobile. He can pick up yards on the ground. And, you know, that's what that's what we're looking for. You know, these these dudes that that are statues back in the pocket, like they do nothing for you. And if they have a bad game, you're toast. Like there, there's no recovering from that. And so if you look at Lamar, I mean, even though like he has struggled a little bit, like he's still been pretty solid. I mean, so if you look over the last couple of weeks, 22 and a half against against New England, 18.6, 16.8, 28.2. 14.5 and then week four, 26, 14, 17, and 27. Like he hasn't been getting you those massive boom weeks like we're so accustomed to, like what we're seeing with Kyler this year. And that's pretty much what Lamar did last year. However, he's still able on a weekly basis to keep you going. And like 16th, 18th is not terrible. Uh, ask the people who started Carson Wentz last week and Ryan Tannehill who got eight and 10 and 12 fantasy points. Like that, that killed a lot of people, right? Now you go look at this. Like that is what's so important about having a rushing quarterback. And I think, like I said, I think you can acquire Lamar Jackson much cheaper than what you normally would have been even three or four weeks ago. So this is a buying season on Lamar Jackson. So I do like buying him. Um, some of the other ones, the Chargers. The Chargers have a dream, dream schedule. They get Atlanta at uh, at the Raiders and then Denver, whose Denver's defense has kind of fallen off a little bit, but. Justin Herbert has been terrific so far over the last six weeks. He is the QB two over that stretch. Uh, average 0.62 fantasy points per dropback. Uh, the dude just killed it. Um, 1400 yards, 14 touchdowns. Like he's been, he's been fantastic. He struggled last week. Um, really was one of his first games. He's kind of really struggled, but this matchup is just way too good. And I think right now, if you want to swoop in, maybe people are a little, a little concerned with, with Justin here, Herbert, you might be able to make pull a trade off, include maybe in a, in a bigger, a bigger package for a trade. But if you own Justin Herbert, you're holding Justin Herbert. And if you can somehow acquire him, I don't think he's a, it's a bad move because this schedule opens up. The Lions uh, is the next one. Matthew Stafford gets Green Bay at Tennessee and Tampa. Now, the Tampa matchup, I will say that that is a tough one. So I think he's somebody that you would want to stream, you know, or, or you could start for those two weeks and then look, maybe look to stream week 16, depending on matchups, because that is a little bit tougher. Uh, Tampa, but I will say this: Tampa Bay can be beat through the air. They're not elite. I think they're much better against the run than they are against the pass. Uh, they have shown some cracks in the passing game, so um, that doesn't scare me as much. Uh, Jared Goff gets the Patriots, the Jets, and Seattle over the last three weeks, and that again, it looks really, really inside. The only trouble with Jared Goff is like this was a great matchup last week, and like you'll you'll go back and look at Jared Jared Goff's game log this past week and think that and look at his fantasy points and think they had a terrible week, but in reality, he really didn't have a terrible week. They just were able to punch the ball in at the one-yard line, I think, three times uh, and really just uh, took away any upside for him because he didn't have to throw a passing touchdown. But they were moving the ball down the field with ease through the air. That wasn't the problem. It was just they were able to finish it off you know, on the goal line. So it was a little bit tilting if you roster Jared Goff, and that's what's been tilting a little bit with him this year. But with this schedule, I think I think it really things really open up for him. You know, They have Robert Woods. They have Cup. Like, you really like a lot of the weapons they have here too. So – Again, Jared Goff makes a ton of sense. And then Ryan Tannehill, again, he's QB6, which doesn't seem like he should be because it seems like he struggled like the last month. But he still is QB6 and, and fantasy point, and fantasy leagues. He gets at Jacksonville, Detroit, and at Green Bay, which, again, another fantastic schedule. Things are really looking good here. And we'll talk about you know Derrick Henry in the next section. But 
you know, Ryan Tannehill in this passing attack, if they kind of get things going, because it's been a little tilting a little bit because in the first part of the year, they were super aggressive running, running a ton of plays. They're a very fast paced offense and they've really slowed down over the last couple of weeks. But um, it hasn't been like a, a dramatic drop off. But th- this schedule really opens up and things look really good for Ryan Tannehill. So if people are dropping him because he struggled a little bit, he's somebody that I would want to pick up and, and, and roster moving forward. And then Philly, <sighs> like Carson Wentz, I, I don't get it. You know, they can play Pittsburgh and he can drop 20 fantasy points. He can play Baltimore, drop 30 fantasy points. And then for whatever reason, he plays the Giants, which in the Giants, he, the week prior, week, the matchup prior, he scored 30 fantasy points. And then this week, uh, just uh, absolutely anemic, tilted my face off. But anyways, they get New Orleans, Arizona, Dallas. Like their schedule, even the rest of the way, is fantastic. I absolutely love their schedule. So if somebody, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be dropping Carson Wentz. If he's out there, I would definitely look to add him. I think he's certainly worth an add. Really quickly, I just want to say the Bucks, Green Bay, and Kansas City also have great playoff uh, schedules. But I just figure that the, the cost to acquire those players are going to be a little bit too high. Another one that we kind I talked about on the waiver show is Jameis Winston. Because right now it looks like Drew Brees is going to be out for an extended period of time. They're saying two to three weeks. But, I mean, we're, we're, they're not exactly sure how severe the severity of this yet. So I will say with him that I do think that Jameis Winston does make some sense. If you can get him right now, like I would be at rostering him everywhere because we know how good fantasy goodness comes with Jameis Winston. Yes, it can be a little tilting because he's going to throw some interceptions, but maybe with this time with Drew Brees learning under Sean Payton, who is excellent quarterback coach, that maybe that uh, he's learned a little bit here and progressed as a quarterback because this is his opportunity to really ball and get a contract next year. So, you know, and, and they get, you know, two of the next three weeks that get Atlanta in, in that as well. So I really do like Jameis Winston as well in, in that scenario. Uh, other quarterbacks, such as Alex Smith, Andy Dalton, Nick Foles, or Mitch Trubisky, they have great, fantastic schedules, but I ain't trusting them one of them, you know, at all. Like Andy Dalton, I would love to trust because the weapons are there with CD and Cooper and Gallup. But this offense has been such a dumpster fire. They would really have to turn it around for me to even think about trusting Andy Dalton. But those other guys, I can't trust. I can't play them. So that pretty much is is what it is for the quarterbacks. Now I'll jump over to the quarterbacks with terrible schedules. Now this one is tough, right? Because trying to figure out what to do with them. Because right now you have Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Matt Ryan, and Cam Newton all have absolutely terrible schedules. Josh Allen gets Pittsburgh at Denver at New New England. Deshaun Watson gets at Chicago at Indy. Cincinnati, which is a good matchup, week 16. Matt Ryan is uh, at the Chargers, which isn't terrible, but then he gets Tampa Bay and Kansas City. And Kansas City has been elite against the pass. They're sixth in pass DVOA. And then then Cam Newton gets at LA, the Rams, at Miami, and Buffalo, right? So – these four quarterbacks have, have really the worst fantasy playoff schedules. If you can trade Josh Allen, especially coming off a strong performance, like I would do it. Like th- this is the time to do it when you have an opportunity, depending on what you could get for him. You know, go back to one of the quarterbacks we just talked about above and make a package, put him in a package with somebody else, try to acquire maybe a running back if you're weak at wide receiver. Like it makes sense to move Josh Allen right now. Now, I will say he does have that rushing upside that, that kind of helps him a little bit. But still, like this schedule is not very good. I'll say at Denver is not as good of a defense as they were weeks ago. But still, like it's tough to trust. And then at New England, that feels like a really low scoring affair, you know, which, you know, could be for a playoff spot for New England. Deshaun Watson. I can't mess with like I, I would be perfectly happy with selling him if he especially if you can get you know a really solid week. I mean he's he's kind of bounced back, but that's a terrible slate for him. Matt Ryan, 
you know, Cam Newton, if you guys could toss these guys into kind of a multiplayer trade, like that's what I would look to do. And because the, the all four of these guys have really rough matchups. Real quick touch on some of the, the points that you were making. Carson Wentz is the quarterback that like I want it to be for, for the playoffs, but man, that, that offense has just been so up and down and unpredictable. And you think you have him pinned and then you don't, and then it's so that uh, – he is someone who's slowly like starting to run out of excuses. Like I know that offensive line has been decimated, but coming off a bye, going up against you know the the Giants, and you that that's how that team shows up. It's I, I don't know, maybe it's a coaching coaching issue, but it's still it's still tough to like fully buy into him. I think the one who's probably outside of Lamar Jackson, the, the most acquirable is probably Jared Goff. I think up until what was that last week or the week before, he was sitting like thirty to forty percent, uh, you know, rostership uh, on ESPN and Yahoo. He jumped up to seventy, I think, on on both of those sites this week because of the matchup with Seattle. But like you mentioned, New England, the Jets, and Seattle, he gets for his playoff schedule. Two of those teams are in the bottom twelve, and New England's a little bit higher. The Jets are actually the worst in the league. And Seattle's sitting at 12th. So obviously we know what the, uh, the the book has been out on Jared Goff since the since the playoff run in the Super Bowl where you get the pressure in his face and that's where he's really going to crumble. You get him off of his first read. But that's not going to be an issue in the playoffs, like I said, outside of New England. So he's probably the one who's the the most attainable at a, at a cheaper price outside of Wentz. But if I'm going to be going after one of those quarterbacks in trade, I'm going to I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go golf there. Let's go ahead and jump over to running back. Let's lead off with uh, the running backs you feel best about, and then we'll talk about the ones who who we should be looking to possibly avoid or sell off if we can. Yeah, I'm going to start with Derrick Henry. Like Derrick Henry, again, you know, as I talked about with Ryan Tannehill, I Jacksonville, Detroit, and Green Bay, like those are fantastic matchups. Detroit is terrible against the run. Jacksonville's not very good against the run. Green Bay is middle of the road. They're like 17th in adjusted line yards. Um, so th- these are all three teams that you certainly can run the football on. We know Derrick Henry just gets better as it gets colder. They're going to try to run the rock more. So I love Derrick Henry. And really, Derrick Henry is a great buy low candidate right now because Derrick Henry the last two weeks has really kind of struggled. He's had 11.9 in week 10 and then 6.8 week 9 against Chicago and two really tough matchups. But you know, other than that, like he's been still pretty solid. If you look, he's I think he's like third or fourth in fantasy points per game. So I think Derrick Henry's a terrific buy low, and their schedule coming up is, like I said, is fantastic. So if you can buy low on Derrick Henry, now's the time to do so. Um, the, the other options, I think Aaron Jones at Detroit, Carolina, and Tennessee, great matchups. All teams, all those teams are not very good against the run, like we already mentioned. You know, that's a good opportunity. So I, where I, if, if somebody that dropped maybe Jamal Williams because uh, Aaron Jones uh, is back. I would look to roster Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams. I'm sorry, because one, he's still going to have a role. So I, I think he's still at least a decent RB3 on a weekly basis because he's going to be involved in the passing game. They're going to like give him two or three drives a game. And then on top of that, if anything happens to Aaron Jones, like we've seen his, his upside, like he has true upside in this offense. So Jamal Williams, if he's out there, anybody, if anybody drops him looking for roster depth or anything like that, I would be adding Jamal Williams as quickly as I can. And then David Montgomery. Now, this is a tough one to trust because this Bears offense looks like a fucking disaster, like a true dumpster fire. But they're coming off their bye. David Montgomery should be back by then from the concussion. And this playoff schedule, Houston, who's atrocious against the run, at Minnesota and Jacksonville, like it sets up so perfectly 
for this to really to really work out. If you look at Cleveland this past week against Houston, both Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt rushed for over 100 yards. Like this, this rush defense is terrible for Houston. So David Montgomery sets up, and you could probably get him for pennies on the dollar at this point because nobody wants David Montgomery. I mean, they brought up Lamar Miller, and Lamar Miller, they played like, I, I don't know, five or ten snaps, did nothing. Nobody in that backfield did anything. This entire offense looks atrocious. Who knows? Maybe this bye week, they'll come off the bye week and start getting this thing together a little bit because this offense, I don't think they've scored a touchdown in the last two games offensively. So it's really been terrible. But David Montgomery, that schedule is hard to ignore, and he's still something that's going to see the majority of the touches. So at the very least, he's solid depth, and I think he can be had pretty pretty easily. DeAndre Swift also has a, has a fantastic matchup. He finally got to start this past week. They get Green Bay, Tennessee, and then Tampa. Now the Tampa matchup is tough. I will I will say that Tampa Bay has been pretty good against the run. However, you know, with now with them turning to DeAndre Swift this past week and finally doing what they should have done all fucking year and turn to him as a starter, he proved what he can, you know, how, how good and how effective he can be. So last week he had 16 carries, 20, um, five targets. He had five receptions, 149 total yards and a touchdown for 25.9 fantasy points. Like he's really started to come on, you know, even lately as well. So I like DeAndre Swift a lot, but the tough part is it's going to cost quite a bit to acquire him now because, you know, he's coming off a really strong performance. So, you know, if you can acquire him, I would I would definitely be looking to. Maybe somebody's looking to uh, sell on him if, if they want to, thinking that, you know, maybe this uh, opportunity is not going to sustain itself with Detroit. I would be a buyer for, for DeAndre Swift going against Green Bay and at Tennessee. Now, the other option's the Bucks. This was scary to me because, like, for me, like, it, it's tough because, one, they have a great, great ending schedule. They get Minnesota at Atlanta and at Detroit. Like it is fantastic for for running backs, and we just saw Ronald Jones just rip off two hundred yards and a touchdown. But I don't think you can trust this backfield. Like it's it's so tough to trust. One week it's Leonard Fournette, the next week it's Ronald Jones. It's like it's a hot hand approach. If you want to buy Ronald Jones, you can. Okay, and this is how I'll put it because the, the the schedule is absolutely terrific. However, if you own Ronald Jones, I would be actually looking to sell him too because I just don't know if you can trust that they're gonna. Uh, stick with him and allow him to, to really do what he, you know, allow him to reach his ceiling. Because as long as Leonard Fournette's there, Leonard Fournette's still going to be the pass catching back. So it's a really tough situation to be in with, with that backfield, but that, but they do have an excellent, excellent schedule. I will say that the last one I have, at least in terms of the great matchups is uh, the dolphins. But I, I think this might be a buying opportunity for Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin sounds like he should be ready to return after his, uh, as soon as he's um, the three weeks is up. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And they get Kansas City, who's been terrible against around their 30th and run DVOA. Um, New England and at, and at the Raiders, who have been terrible against the run in their own right. So, you know, Miles Gaskin might be a great buy low right now for people who are probably just sitting there holding on to him because he's not going to play. And I think you could get him back around week 13 and you get him for this great, this great matchups or these great matchups. So past that, I have the moderate list, but these are basically guys that are probably going to have, you know, a, a bad matchup here or there. Uh, Miles Sanders gets New Orleans, which is not a good matchup for any running back. New Orleans has been excellent all year against running back. But past that, they get Arizona and Dallas. 
Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is a really strong buy right now, I think. He is, continues to be out. There's still not a lot of information out there of what's going on with him. Hey, I thought they sounded like I thought he was going to come back last week. He didn't. It sounds like he's getting really close to returning, but they get Dallas, Pittsburgh, which is a tough matchup, and then at Houston. Like the two or three, the two of the three of those matchups are absolutely fantastic. And if you can buy low right now on Joe Mixon, which I absolutely think you can, like I think if you had Ronald Jones, I think you could, I think you could trade Ronald Jones right now for Joe Mixon straight up. And I would be all about that life because when Joe Mixon comes back, he is going to take over back over that backfield. He is going to command all the touches in that backfield. He's got to he's got to get targets out of the backfield. So I like buying Joe Mixon quite a bit right now. And Antonio Gibson, uh, they get at San Francisco, which again, San, the San Francisco's been really good against the run. That's the tough matchup. And then Seattle and Carolina, both have been bad. So you know, if you want to be a buyer there on Antonio Gibson, but I would be selling J, uh, JD McKissick if you can. Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler sounds like he's get, he's getting closer and closer to returning. He could be back in the next couple of weeks. Like he's kind of like Nick Chubb that we talked about a few weeks ago. It sounds like they're going to uh, be bringing him back, despite the fact that they continue to lose. He just posted on his Instagram, I think, last week. Um, you know, for you know, shout out to all my fantasy owners that kept me. And then he just went and took off and started sprinting. So it sounds like he's really close. And they get Atlanta at the Raiders and Denver um, over those last three weeks. So Austin Eckler is a great buy right now. And, and fantasy circles, Josh Jacobs. Now, I also bring up Josh Jacobs. I'll talk about Devontae Booker. I talked about him last week on the pre the, the pregame show before season started, and he went out and had another great game. Now, Josh Jacobs is still the starter. They get Indy, which is a tough matchup, and then the Chargers and then Miami. It's not great, but it's also not terrible, and it's not bad. So, uh, Devontae Booker, I would be I would be going out there running, trying to acquire him. Last but not least, you have the San Francisco running backs. They get Washington at Dallas at Arizona. Uh, Washington has been pretty good against the run. The tough part is, you know, is Raheem Mostert going to come back? If he does, then I think maybe he's somebody that you could look at, but the guy hasn't been able to stay healthy this year. And then Jarek McKinnon does make some sense. So let's jump over real quickly to the running backs that have bad matchups. This is tough because you have Dalvin Cook, who has been the best fantasy running backs over the last six weeks. Um, and it really hasn't been close. He's only played in four games, and he has 530 rushing yards, six touchdowns. It, it, he's just been insane, right? Now, this past week against Chicago, he did not do a whole lot. I mean, he was okay. He had like 14 fantasy points or whatever, but that certainly wasn't the Dalvin Cook we've seen the weeks before. But Dalvin Cook gets at Tampa, Chicago, and at New Orleans the last three weeks of the season. Absolutely brutal schedule for Dalvin Cook, right? Now, the tough part is we know Dalvin Cook's going to get 25 to 30 touches a game, somewhere in that range, right? And so he can he can mitigate some of that, especially if he's utilizing the passing game. If you can sell extremely high on Dalvin Cook and get a haul back for him, and let's say you are a 5-5 five and five team kind of on borderline playoffs or something like that, I don't hate selling Dalvin Cook. Like, I think you could get an absolute haul for him. There was only a few weeks left, and he has that really tough schedule. Do I think he's going to fall off during those weeks? No, but I wouldn't. Accept. He's not going to be going out there getting you those 35, 40-point fantasy games. It, it could be more 14 to 20. And if you can get an absolute haul back for him, like, I think it makes some sense to actually sell Dalvin Cook if you can. Now, I'm not telling you to run out and do whatever you can to make it happen, but put, put it out there. See what you can get for Dalvin Cook. The next one is Zeke. We all should be praying that Zeke Elliott goes off this weekend because if Zeke Elliott goes off this weekend in a good matchup, you should be looking to sell. He gets at Cincinnati, which is not terrible, but then they get San Francisco and Philly. Philly's been absolutely elite against the run. San Francisco's been great against the run. 
we need a really good, strong Zeke week, and this really could be it. Like, this is a really good matchup this week against Minnesota. Um, and so Zeke makes some sense, actually, this week, whether you're playing in DFS or just season long. Like, you should feel pretty confident about firing Zeke up. Andy Dalton is expected to be back, so this offense could look a little bit better. So I'll say this, like, if Zeke goes off this week, I would be looking to sell because his playoff schedule is not very good. Cincinnati's solid, but the, the other two weeks are just not very good. So if, if you can sell there, I would do so. Other than that, um, the other options, Zach Moss, Singletary, you could try to sell him. Zach Moss or Singletary, you could try to sell him, but you're not going to get a whole lot for him. Um, and then the other options, Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds. Again, I don't think you're really going to get a whole lot for either one of those guys. So I mean, if you want to package him, you could because both of the – but Zach Moss gets at Pittsburgh – at Denver, at New England, just absolutely terrible. And then Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds get at the Giants. The Giants have been really good against the run. They just struggled against the pass. And then they get Philly, which we've already talked about in San Francisco. So, like, they have a terrible, terrible playoff matchups. So, again, if you could somehow move one of those for anything, if one of them pops off this, you know, possibly this week or depending on when, you, when your um, trade deadline is, that's when you should be looking to move. But Dalvin Cook is a legitimate sell-high candidate. But like I said, don't go crazy. Don't go out there and just sell them for anything. Like it, it has to be the right move. And if you can make it happen, I, I would entertain it. A, a name I'm going to throw out real quick that we've been talking about as as far as a sell that uh, that you did not mention is obviously James Robinson. If you can if you can go ahead and do that now, I would. Obviously, he had the the hundred yards rushing. Still going to be the bell cow in that backfield. But their upcoming schedule, even outside of the playoffs does not set up well for him at all. And if you look at how well he's been doing, he's been playing a lot of cake matchups that have just, you know, worked worked very well in his favor. But they have the Steelers this week, Browns next week, which, I mean, obviously their, their running defense is better than their passing defense. The Vikings and their playoff schedule is the Titans, the Ravens, and the Bears, which obviously has not set up well for him. It's, I mean, depending on what happens with, with Chris Thompson, maybe we see James Robinson get more involved in the passing game again, how he was earlier in the year. But still, it, 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 does, not, it does not set up well, especially with the way that that offense has been looking outside of you know the, the one 70-yard pass to, to DJ Chark at the beginning of the game last week. You know, I guess I did want to mention Alvin, Alvin Kamara has a fantastic uh, schedule as well um, to end the year, the last three weeks, but you're not going to be able to really do much with that. However, if Latavius Murray is out there, you should be adding him now because if anything happens to, uh, to Alvin Kamara, he's going to crush. Baltimore has a great schedule, but they have that three-man committee. And even whenever they don't, I think it's still going to be hard to trust. And then Indy is also has a fantastic uh, – they play at the Raiders, Houston, and then a tough one against Pittsburgh. But you can't trust any of these running backs right now because Jonathan Taylor looks like looks terrible, and they really don't trust him that much. He fumbles and they pull him out of the game. Really, it's Naheem Hines. So, but Naheem Hines, you're going to pay a pretty pretty penny for now because of how, especially coming off that big game on Thursday Night Football. So, I just wanted to mention that. Um, let's go ahead and jump over to the wide receivers really quickly. This shouldn't take me as long to get through. Um, so you have kind of what we've already talked about, Cincinnati, and I did. I, I guess I don't think I mentioned, but Joe Burrow either. But um, Cincinnati does, so they're kind of in that fringe range because they get Dallas week 14, but then they get Pittsburgh, which is tough. But Pittsburgh actually has not been very good against opposing wide receivers. They've allowed the ninth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, but they've been great against the run and getting pressure on them. However, we just seen this, this game play out a little bit, and we kind of have an idea. Uh, T. Higgins went off in that game. However, and then they get at Houston to close out the season. So Cincinnati does make some sense to try to acquire some of these guys, uh, whether it's Tyler Boyd, whether it's T. Higgins. I think both of those guys are pretty solid buys right now that I, that I would want to get exposure to. Um, the Rams, 
like we've already talked about with Jared Goff, Cooper Cup, uh, Robert Woods, and Josh Reynolds actually played really well as well. As well. We've already talked about their upcoming schedule. Philly, already talked about them. Jalen Rager makes a lot of sense. Travis Fulgham probably could be a e- pretty easy buy as well, coming off a pretty poor performance last week. Um, and then the Chargers, which we mentioned. Uh, Pittsburgh's tough to trust. Uh, Juju's kind of starting to come on a little bit. You know, another really solid game. Deontay had a solid game this past weekend. Uh, even Claypool played pretty well. Uh, the the Steelers just absolutely destroyed uh, the Bengals this past weekend. But they get Buffalo at Cincinnati and Indy, three offenses that you can certainly throw the ball against. And so I, I do like uh, you know, trying to see maybe maybe Juju would probably be easier to acquire um, than somebody like Deontay would be, but we'll see. But we'll see. Uh, the other options, uh, Chicago. Again, once again, <laughs> like if this offense can do anything because this schedule is fantastic. Houston at Minnesota at Jacksonville. Like I want this. I, I would like to get a piece of this offense. And, uh, Honestly, I think you can easily buy Allen Robinson right now. I don't think he's going to come nearly as high. People especially going to have a bad taste in their mouth. They got to buy this week. Like Allen Robinson is a fantastic buy right now. Not to mention, I think uh, Darnell Mooney is a great buy as well. Uh, he looks like, uh, to me, like their favorite number two target. Now, again, they're on buy this week. I'm going to be able to use them. But he's somebody that I would be looking to add um, anywhere I can. The, the the moderate section comes in with Buffalo you got Diggs and Beasley and Brown. Again, Pittsburgh hasn't really been very good against opposing uh, wide receivers. Like I just mentioned, they've got a lot of the ninth most fantasy points at Denver, at New England. If you wanted to try to buy one of these guys, I think you could. But again, these aren't the, the schedule is a little bit rough. And then you have Dallas, who gets Cooper, Lamb, and Gallup. And let's be honest, you can pretty much get these guys for free right now. Okay, nobody wants any part of this Dallas offense right now. Now that could change after this weekend, so you'd probably want to try to get out there um, and, and get them now. But I think Amari, CeeDee Lamb, or Gallup could all be had. Michael Gallup is probably available in, in waivers. I think everybody's pretty much dropped him. Like I think he's really rostered in only like 40% of leagues now. Everyone's given up on Michael Gallup. Sad to see because I love some Michael Gallup heading into the season. Other than that, you have Jerry Judy uh, and uh, Tim Patrick. They get Carolina, Buffalo, and the Chargers to close out their season. That's kind of where I come in on the wide receiver groups. But basically, for me, it's go after Cincinnati. Go after the Rams wide receivers. I really don't mind going after Jalen Rager. Widely available. Should be rostered in more leagues, people. Rostered in more leagues. Pick up Jalen Rager. Quit letting him sit out there. Like, you've had weeks to pick up Jalen Rager. Like, Jalen Rager's season is coming, I'm telling you. He is going to blow up and, and get Jalen Rager. And then Chicago, like I said, acquire Allen Robinson. Acquire Allen Robinson. Go get Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson still is getting peppered in targets in that, in, that, in that group. I think they'll be able to somewhat turn this season around. Now, for the other side of it, the the sells for me, uh, DJ Chark. Um, I think you can sell DJ Chark. He is coming off a little bit of a rough performance. It probably would have been better to sell a high on him the week before. But they get Tennessee at Baltimore and Chicago. Not good, not good, not good. And then you get Seattle. Now, this is, again, this is a really tough one to, to, to try to figure out what you should do with because they get the Jets, which is a good matchup, at Washington, which they've been pretty good against the pass, and then the Rams, who've been really good against the pass this year. Am I selling D- DK Metcalf? No. Am I selling Tyler Lockett? No. I actually think you should, maybe you could probably look to buying Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett has really struggled since that big monster performance that he's had. Past that, sell... Say it with me. Sell Adam Thielen. Sell Adam Thielen. Sell Adam Thielen. Okay. Again, we talked about it. They get at Tampa, Chicago, 
in New Orleans. It's just not, it's not a good schedule. And he's not seeing that many targets. Okay. Like he's just not getting the target volume that we're looking for in fantasy football. So sell Adam Thielen. Last but not least, we already talked about with Sean Watson. If you can sell Will Fuller or Brandon Cooks, I think this is a good time to do so. They get at Chicago, at Indy, which has been great, and then Cincinnati, which is a good match to close out the season. So for me, if you can sell Adam Thielen, I would be selling Adam Thielen, especially coming off a two-touchdown performance. And then, like I said, if you could probably move Will Fuller, uh, I would look to do so. And then maybe if DJ Chark can pop off and your, your trade deadline is not this week, I think you could do that as well. So real quick, you were talking about adding uh, Jalen Reger. He is only 26% rostered in Yahoo. Uh, yeah, in Yahoo leagues. Yahoo, what are you doing? Go out and pick him up. I think he's like at 37% on ESPN, so a little bit better. But then just to touch on running back real quick, you were mentioning Dalvin Cook as far as a sell and not being able to stay healthy. Same thing with Yahoo. Madison is only rostered in like 30% of leagues on, on Yahoo as well. So if you're playing in Yahoo leagues, check your waiver wire to see if those guys are available. Robert Woods is probably my favorite buy, especially coming off of that disappointing game last week where it was it was Josh Reynolds who went off, which I, what the fuck is going on with that? Well, like why all of a sudden is Josh Reynolds been, you know, as uh, as involved as he has been? We, we actually had a question, I think, maybe it was during the waiver show last week and somebody asked about like, you know, should I start Josh Reynolds over, you know, over this group? And I remember, I, I can't remember who was in the group, but I just remember being like, no, of course not. What are you talking? Well, my apologies, sir. That <laughs> So with, with Josh Reynolds, like I, I kind of makes a little bit of sense because he's scored double digit fantasy points three of his last four games. So since week six, week six, he had five targets and then eight targets, nine targets, 10 targets. His routes has ticked up. He went from 34 to 30 to 55 to 36. Uh, you know, last week he had eight receptions for 94 yards. He's getting a ton of air yards right now. So, yeah, I, I think they're just going to much more of a three, uh, you know, 11 personnel right now and running three wide receivers. And he he's becoming he's getting benefited from it. A lot of teams are, are you know, trying to take away somebody like Robert Woods or, or Cooper Cup, and he's benefiting from that that coverage. So, you know, I, Josh Reynolds, it's hard to ignore that he's he's been really solid the last three of the last four weeks. Yeah, and he's he's probably still widely available on uh on waivers as well. So you can you can look to pick him up for free as well as Jalen Rager. So I think that is going to wrap it up. We're not going to really touch on tight end just because it's... The only thing I was going to say about tight end, that's all I'll say, and it's not going to be very long, is tight end one. The only tight end that's real, the only two tight ends that you maybe even you could... Travis Kelsey's been the tight end that you wanted. Past that, like, Darren Waller's been okay. TJ Hawkinson, but most of these tight ends have been completely uh, touched on. TJ Hawkinson has been... Um, has been probably the third best, but he's been completely touchdown dependent. Like he's not out here getting you like five for 70. He's getting you five for 30 and a touchdown every single week. And, he, and he's bailing us out with the touchdowns, which, you know, we'll obviously take as fantasy owners, but um, you know, it's been a really bad, it's funny because we spent the entire offseason talking about the tight end position and how excited we were. And this was going to be the year of the breakout tight end. And boy, has that not come to fruition. But I will. I'll just say this really quickly. If you were looking for a tight end, I think Jimmy Graham makes a lot of sense. He definitely he has the most. Uh, he has the best uh, schedule for all tight ends, like we talked about. Um, he also um, he's also seen the most targets inside the ten uh, yard line, tied with Travis Kelsey and Devontae Adams. So there's a lot to like there with Jimmy Graham. I think Noah Fant, Dalton Schultz, who's obviously untrustworthy, but you know he does have a good schedule. Irv Smith. I think would be somebody that you could probably maybe possibly look at because he does have a good, a good matchup for tight ends. So that's probably where I would come in on that. 
Like uh, if I was looking for a tight end and I was wanting to acquire one, it would be Jimmy Graham for sure. Gronk would be another one I forgot to mention. Noah Fant, Irv Smith, and then you know maybe Dalton Schultz. Let's not forget about Logan Thomas, baby. Finally, finally getting there. <laughs> I was I was only uh, eight weeks too early. Yeah, but they, so like they get San Francisco, which have been really good against tight ends. Seattle, which has been really good against tight ends, and then Carolina, which has been middle of the road against tight ends. So why why, why are you gonna do that to me? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm you know. Hey hey, can we? What about Chris Herndon? Can we? Talk about that? Oh my god! All right, that is gonna wrap it up. We're we're gonna get out of here on that note. You can find me on Twitter at CCutsRFF. You can find Kev on Twitter at FantasyRat13. Like I said, if you have any specific trade questions you want to ask us, drop a comment on the YouTube channel. We will be sure to get to that, or you can sign into our DMs at either of our Twitter handles or the uh, the TFA account, which is at FF underscore authority. We, if uh, if you're catching this before before Wednesday night, we will be going live, answering all of your start set questions, waiver trades, all that for you on Wednesday. The DFS crew will be going live on Thursday, and then we'll be live again on Sunday morning going over all the uh, all the news you need to know, all the actives, inactives, and answering all of your lineup questions then. So until, uh, until later this week, we will talk to you guys soon, and let's get ready for the playoffs, baby.